Is it still hot in the desert? I mean, cool nights. This time of year, it gets cold at night. Like it goes down to freezing this time of year at night. Um, but generally, it gets up to close to seventy during the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, 60s, 70s during the day. Hot as hell. Yeah, I mean, you get so, there. And speaking of hot as hell. Digits. And speaking of hot as hell. <laughs> let's talk about the loss that we all experienced yesterday. A guy who, uh, a guy who paved the way for this podcast, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, <laughs> the excellence in broadcasting network. Yes. You know how Yo, much money I that motherfucker's worth? Oh, how, how much? He's worth like six hundred million dollars, bro. What? Uh, yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah, like six hundred million, bro. Wow. He all, ushered in a whole new era in radio. That dude. Yeah. All that for complaining about the N word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racism pays well, bro. Wow. Y'all, I promise always you. Has, I have a, always will. I have right. a first cousin that said he never heard a racist thing come out of uh, Limbaugh's mouth. Really? Yeah, he's white. Was, he's in was, Wyoming. You I got to say, it was he uh, cut off the yeah, you know. hearing aids from 12 to 3 every day? <laughs> no, I'm just going to tell you something, man. I see up close and personal the divide that is so real and stark in this country, man. I mean, that that has never gone away, but but now it's, you know, just kind of in your face all the time and, and evident. Man, I and, see it. And Rush was Family. an important part of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really yeah was. Rush, Rush, Rush helped bring that stuff from out underneath yeah, the rocks that they were hiding. Rush put it back center stage. Like one of man, those- it's a lot of black people used to love Rush, man. I'm telling you, in the oh, 90s yeah. oh. when he was out, you know, so they conservative Wait. point of view, whatever that pull yourself up by the bootstrap stuff, you know. But it changed. He got, yeah. he got more right. He got he got more. Uh, he started to go more left as the years went on. When he first came out, he was kind of playing the, playing the fence a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, once he figured out where his money was coming from, he started playing to that audience. Well, that's pretty. And six hundred million dollars later. I mean, he's oh. one of the he's one of the greatest performers you'll ever. If you got to listen to his show, he's one of the greatest performers you'll ever hear. Like, legitimately, just as a performer, yeah, the man was golden. Exactly. To be compelling three hours a day without a script. I um, wonder the way if he told that stories fantastic. Man, if that was just his character or if that was him, I wondered that today. I, I actually thought, I wonder if that was just a character and the jokes on us. Because that motherfucker was no different than a Hollywood actor and made that bread off of just playing the role of of everything Rush Limbaugh embodied. Well, that's George Costanza said it best, bro. It's not a lie if you believe it. Mm. (laughs) Well, that's the that's the arena that we live in now, because like everyone on Fox, you can make that same argument about everyone on Fox. You know, yeah. that they may not yeah. necessarily and you see it all the time with these like reporters, they go from they'll go from CNN to Fox or it's from MSNBC to Fox. It's always the Fox because it's like Fox is always or, or it's one way or the other because it's like that Fox is the extreme. So you who, depending it. on who's paying more money, who's paying the most money for you to say whatever, that's basically what you agree with. Um, that motherfucker got the f- medal of freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what does that say about the medal of freedom, bro? Uh, it, it, it says nothing about the medal of freedom and everything about the person that gave it to him. Well, from to, from from sports to politics, man, you need you need an opposing point of view. Okay, you know what I mean. If you get so when you when you have to fill up twenty four hours of a thousand networks. You need points of view. Yes. So somebody, somebody got to be, you know, the antagonist on, on every level. And sometimes, you know, it's like wrestling. In wrestling, you got to have a heel character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to have that guy. The, and um, sometimes that guy's gonna get paid. Sometimes not. You, you said ever, the heel is in like the shoe heel. No, no, no. no the heel, like, like the villain. The villain. Why you? But, but how you spell in, heel? In rest, heel. Yes, yeah, it's, it's spelled the same way. As the shoe heel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because that's what it's referring to as the lowest part or something, or you know, oh, as okay. somebody. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I shit. I had to learn that because I lived in flat ass Florida and I was on the police force, and the motherfuckers used to always say we're going up 
we were on the hill. Yeah. Guess what they was talking about? Shit heels. Nah. No. Go ahead, a hill? a hill, an actual hill, H I L L, right? No, there's oh, no what? hills in Florida. That's, That's just flatter than day old bread. I mean, it's it's. I'm telling you, it's together day old beer. Uh, but 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 yo, I tell me it's talking about the fucking black section, the, the hill. The, yeah, the ghetto, the worst part. Wow, that was, I didn't even that's know it. I had to catch on because I was like, yo, there's no hills around here. <laughs> they probably laughing their asses off. Still, <laughs> they probably laughed their asses off about it. Still, yeah. Showtime did a mini series called "The Loudest Voice in the Room." And it was all about the creation of the Fox network. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, you know, dude said, you got three networks on the air. They're all playing it to the left or down the middle. We're going to go right. And instead of splitting one fourth of the pie, we're going to get all of 50% of it. We'll let them fight out, fight it out for the other 50% and we'll kill the ratings. And that's essentially what, what he did. You know, wow. back, they, they backed Donald Trump's presidency Help stage manage it, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you ever get to see it, Russell Crowe plays uh, the former chairman of Fox. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. News. That was that was actually a really good series. Yeah, it's temporary because well, he's, he's he's a witch guy, and he was also a, um, a misogynistic pig. That's the other half yeah. of the story because they they got the the amount of checks they wrote out to women who sued them after they had left there. Well, it's basically money. like the last four years that we've had in this country. The government has gone completely and totally like white, and I I think it's interesting there. Like nobody's even mentioning the fact that we've rolled all our problems and our complaints back like to 2015. All of a sudden, so everyone is upset about the same things. They're worried about oil. They worry about the same shit that they were worried about before. And um, you're not worried about oil because you're in an ETF. No, I'm I'm definitely not worried about oil. I say like you know what's ETF? Eyes, baby. It's a it's a it's a form of an investment. So uh, you, you know, play in the sector. You we play, play in the sector. sector. Oh, you got you you got oil. Oh yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't make the rules. I just I just like yeah, I just I just just buy mine. You know, yeah. I just buy buy. So it's like yeah, if if like you, you know if I see the, the trends, if that's where the trend is going, then that's what I'm gonna do because Absolutely. that's what they would do. You know, I'm not making any apologies for that shit. Nobody should. And you should. No, nobody should. And, you know, oddly, that's what those people say. Joy Behar today came out and said to Janine Pirro, she's talking about all these different people. Um, Donald Trump, she's like, I went to their wedding and like Janine Pirro, she used to come on the show and she was like, a, she was a blast when she was on the show, off the show. And now all of a sudden they have all these bad things to say about me. And it's all fake bullshit is what she was saying. It's all fake bullshit. They pay her a lot of money. They pay these people a lot of money to get there, to put these points of view out there. And that's where, that's exactly where your, where your line of um, indignation, where your moral line is, where your compass is. It's who's paying you, you know, shit. If they were if fucking, they were to fucking come on to this show and ask me like, you know, we'll pay you $500,000. I'd have to seriously consider it. <laughs> yeah, that's not my number, but we all have one. So. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Exactly. You know, so I get. I, I agree. I, I'm, making, I'm making a joke, but like you know. Oh no, I know. I'm making a and joke because I, 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 I really shit. can't. I really can't see it. But that's what these. But that's what they're up against. And it's like, like I always the, say, the like Piro was a respected judge. Yeah. The respected lawyer. She was in DA's and the uh, federal prosecutor's office. She was respected. Yeah. What, she took the money. What people don't understand is that there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with being poor and everything. Because like uh, nobody can really. I, I might change that word to uh, anonymity, but anonymity, freedom. Anonymity. Free, there's a, well, no, there's a certain type of freedom, though, because you're not beholden to anything. Janine Pirro, once she gets that first contract, she goes out, she buys a bigger house. You buy a nicer car, you know, you've got bigger bills. So now when 40 years comes around and it's time for you to re-sign your contract, you're either going to do what they have, what they want you to do in order to keep your money at that status level. Who is that? Or she's a judge or a um, judge. She's on Fox. She's on Fox. She's a big News. Donald Trump backer. Or you, or you decide that you're going to go back down to wherever you're going to live. What most people need to do is just need to find a comfortable place and just stay there. But then you're not keeping up with the, 
you're not keeping up with your neighbors. You're not keeping up with the next person. I mean, it, right. it, it, the entire American dream is based on the aspiration, and it's it, 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 it's more. It's always more. No matter where you are, it's more. If you, you get to a nice middle-class neighborhood, then you got to move to an upper-middle-class neighborhood. You get there, you got to move over in the McMansions over there. Right. No matter what you do. Oh, I hate it, that lady. As soon as, as soon as you get in, as soon as you get in, they show you the next level that you need to hustle and aspire to. See, but that's exactly what kills us. And this is. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, it's it keeps us like like a dog chasing our tail. Well, yeah. What, but but most again, people can't get out of it because they don't know they're in the water. What's your definition? What's your definition of success, though? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the, what do you define success as? I mean, I'm and I'm not I'm not one to ever say that. I'm not here to count nobody's money. Mm-hmm. But when is enough enough? You know what right. I mean? Like when yeah. when when is never. success? Well, what most people never have that conversation <laughs> with themselves. For most people, right. the answer is never because they're just brought up in the system of right. You know, hey, my boss and I were talking about this yesterday. There are some people like they're trying to find a way to make every dime. They're trying to do this, trying to do that. Like at a certain point, an extra no, ten thousand dollars no, ain't going ain't going to change. I don't now. want the responsibility that goes but with that. That's exactly it. I w- yeah. I would think that at some point it would become more important even if you are still making money it would be more important to help other people exactly rather yeah. than to continue to build something for you when you already have it you know what right. i mean uh, yeah right. i mean that's that's not what we're seeing playing out on a large scale here in america right. well right. because we're under capitalism i mean you know shit you know this is how this conversation can go but that's what we, that's what we do in america there is no enough There's you know no- that's what's taught you know, of course, there's this this vague and you know enough uh, definition floating around there, but there is no enough. Well, yeah, there is. If you pour sixteen hundred dollars right now, is the current definition of enough. <laughs> Six hundred, right? Right. Yo, man, that shit's crazy, man. I don't know why they keep talking about this shit like anybody believes that a twelve hundred dollar check is the fucking come up that everybody's been looking for. Or 600 or whatever. But they want you to believe that. It's a salesman's trick. They keep selling you on the same number, and like pretty soon it starts to sound good to you. You know, and that's... And shit. I always it, thought it was laughable. Unless they yeah. talking recurring, it's laughable. Well, you know what I'm saying? Real, you've, <laughs> you've made real money in your life, though. You know, no. so that's the thing, though. No, nah, but you, no, if you I'm see... Math. If you see... Anybody who's math-oriented understands how... I, you know, the, yeah, but the, the, depending depending on your situation, though, yeah. you know what I mean. There, there's people in this in this country, bro, that six hundred dollars is is oh truly yeah, a lick. for sure, oh, yeah. for lick. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a lick to them. Uh, yeah, I, right. I get it, but it's not something that's foreign to them. Not in this country. Well, some people uh, at once, some people, yeah, at, at once, once it's, like, at once it's foreign. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so what's you know, just think about the most money you ever had in in your hand at one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At one point, that amount of money seemed unattainable to you. You know what I mean? And then you got to the point that you got. It. You know what I mean? So it's, I mean, I everybody got to start somewhere. Well, I've no, always, I get it. I've always, out there. I've always felt like whenever I've gotten like you know, I've gotten some pretty nice checks, and whenever I've gotten to that point, I've always felt like I always looked at them and been like, you know, damn, that was pretty easy. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that I could probably go out and get more. But then how much of my time would it take? I automatically go back to like, you know, it's like it's I've not always really... thought it was nothing. No matter how big the check I made this and that, I've always thought this ain't shit. Yeah, that's I what... really thought that, you know, because of the math, right. not because I, you know, it, it, it wasn't something that, that, that was useful or something. But understanding, you know, what other people are actually doing and, and billions of dollars and stuff. This ain't shit. This is nothing. Shit. <laughs> and I had a glass of wine. It's like, it's oh, a you know what? It's, 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 it's National Wine Day. I was supposed to grab a glass of wine before I came mm. up. It is National Wine Day, so you cool. you should imbibe if you have the chance, the opportunity to appreciate yeah. the grape. The farmers need your help, John. No doubt. You might Let me as, go grab that box. Yeah, we Because <laughs> I got to get it in the box. Might as well God, grab yeah. something because I lost control early and it, it hasn't come back. It's not coming back. So I'm just going to give up right now. As a matter of fact. What do you to give up? Yeah, I'm just going to let you go and I'm just going to like, I'm, I'm going to spark it up. I'm going to spark it up right now. And y'all like, just really, like, go ahead. Free for all that? We're throwing now, out the plot? Listen, 
We had at least like 22 minutes left in this show. This could go anywhere. If I was at home and I was listening to this or driving my car, I definitely, my ears would be peaked because I'm giving up. What, what, what would you be up. wagering about the direction the show is going to go? I'm like, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing flames. Up. Like, this is, you know. Fire? You know what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Snowstorm? Maybe icicles? Maybe this, this is like, this is the Texas version of the Born in Trouble show. You know, frozen up. Icicles on your ass, nigga. No, man. <laughs> no, no. no that was, we're good. That's shoddy we're construction good. and deregulation there. This is this is highly regulated, except, you know, for the How small amounts of, you know, recreationals that people have indulged in. That that should just like when I when I read for that sure. shit yesterday, forty nine states have wind turbines. If you have forty nine states that would have wind turbines would have heating material to to like deheat, you know, the turbines. Except for Texas, because they live free. Hey, bro. What the fuck? Yo, but Austin man is popping right now. I'm pretty sure. I that's I always thought. Do they have power? If the city doesn't have power, it ain't popping. No, but but it has money, and and money is power. So they're gonna be burning that shit. Are they gonna uh, burn no. that shit? For you? Right. <laughs> you yeah. well, no, what do you mean? What do you mean that, that they can afford the they can, af- they can afford they the fly to legislation up in that They can afford to fly fly oh, to Mexico and hole. hang out with Ted Cruz uh, look, and man, shit. Look, man, the thought of Silicon Valley being in Austin, fucking Texas now, them motherfuckers are gonna jump around. Just like Ted Cruz, the phony motherfucker he is, there's a dozen more lined up for that money. So Silicon Valley is moving to Austin. Yes. Them motherfuckers yep. are going to make sure that they get that power grid straight I'm before you, they move to Austin. Happen. It's going to happen. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. You know, you see what the fuck they did up in San Francisco. They were like, oh, it costs how much to live out here? Nah, we need to pay our people less. We getting the fuck up out of here. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's gentrification though. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're gonna they gonna come in and the infrastructure is gonna change before they get there. Please believe it. Oh yeah. Oh, they, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah. They ain't, it's, it's they ain't gonna come in. They ain't gonna come day. in and then fix it. It's gonna get fixed before we get there. Oh, it's already. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, uh, are you talking about oh, yeah. in Austin? No, you're talking yeah. about the power yeah, grid, Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, they, no, yeah. Well, the, man, I mean, yeah, those guys, man, they thinking. They thinking three, four chess moves ahead in those environments. One thing I appreciate right. it, appreciate it about those seem environments like it is that they they do, uh, uh, you know, they go towards bleeding edge and, and culture, uh, uh, work culture, this, that, and everything else. I remember uh, interviewing for uh, Google. I didn't get past the first one because they sniffed the bullshit out. And I'm talking about <laughs> Twitter, but, you know but, but my man got on. You know, and, you know, I ate lunch with him there, you know, free lunch. This, that I'm talking about, yo, the motherfuckers is prancing around that bitch. Like and public you school. all the new technology and this and that and everything else. And, and you know, stock, you know, it's just, just the prestige. And so uh, uh, them fools, man, I mean, you know, I, they're progressive is my point. They're, yeah. you know, and, and but Texas is not environment. But huh? Texas is not. The motherfuckers is dying. That's some. This is some dumb shit. This is like all Darwin shit. All this stuff is Darwin oh, shit. Oh yeah, I, I, that's the thing. That's right. The Darwin Awards. I used to read those things. I think anybody who read those for pleasure was sick. sick Thank as you. Fuck. That's Thank why you. this podcast is. Here. We got some sick motherfuckers. Oh, that's no, fucking it's, right. It's highly entertaining. Some of these people just really. <laughs> shit. We gotta have some. Yo, somebody's gotta laugh at you. If no one <laughs> laughed at you, no one would know I what guess. you did was funny. So, what's your favorite Darwin Award? My favorite Darwin Award? Yeah, just one. Because I got one in particular, but go ahead. What's your Tell favorite? me yours. Tell me yours. Yo, the dude who died trying to steal gas, but he was siphoning out the shit tank. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's the all-time classic in my book. <laughs> shit. The other ones are sad cases of accidents sometimes. It's like, ooh, that's gray area. That's not really my Darwin. favorite. My favorite Darwin Award is Texas Power Grid going like 
going like uh, rogue <laughs> and not buying heaters for their fucking wind turbines. That's my Darwin Award winner. You know how many hey, people are dying look now? The stock, price is, the stock price is good, though, G. I want to know stock who got the bonuses. Up. Who got the bonuses when that shit went, when, when, when everybody knew Ted Cruz, the you Ted know, Cruz, the, the, the Ted Cruz got the down. bonuses. Who Ted, got the bonuses? Ted Cruz. His wife. His wife. His wife, his wife can do whatever the fuck Heidi. she wants to do anyway. I'm not going to let you talk about Heidi, John. Really? That's where I draw the line, goddammit. Really? Okay. <laughs> Heidi. That's Ted his wife. Cruz. I, see, I don't like have a favorite um Darwin Award, but I do enjoy watching like barstool videos of college kids damn near killing themselves, not even doing the math before they jump off of things or slide down things, break through walls, what have you. Mm. That's just as I always tell my daughter, like, look, that's public school living. She's like, they don't do that in my school. I'm like, yeah, that's public school, sweetie. Right. It's not that's not where you at. We're gonna have to have our own Darwin Awards here. You know, Ten Cruz is up for one. The nah, that has got to result in death. I mean, to be a Darwin Award, it's right? got to result get you. in death. It has to result in death. It doesn't. We're close. To oh it. no, I it, guess it, not. It, I mean, in theory. Well, I mean, theory. Darwin is, you know, the the self rendering right. of the but population. But didn't people so just die in so, Texas? So is, is the election is the election of Donald Trump? Is that is that up for America? It's a Darwin Award for America for sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, boy. They don't that. see it that way, though. They don't see it that way. No, they still no. They, they, no. that they've you know that they were all brought out into the light like roaches. No, but you know what? I, you know what, though, man. Listen, man. I feel bad even fucking talking about this shit as if there really is. A, a, they don't see it that way. But who gives a shit? They're, they're no less fucking guilty than people on the other side of the fence. People are. Just, I mean, it's it's like yo. But <laughs> we got we got to start talking about down with the whole with the whole motherfucking. I think that's I mean, why tradition. I think that's I why mean, I use, choose my words wisely. You know? <laughs> I think that's why I had a I had a problem today getting up for for doing this recording for the show because I think that even though normally I would like laugh at these people, I recognize that people have died in Texas behind the real really stupid reasons, and people are like dying all over this country because of like stupid reasons, you know, not wearing a mask. My freedom, freedom. You know, like these things that these like, you know, these perceptions of people, they just really are. It's like at a certain point, it just stops being funny and it just becomes like, you know, ludicrous and sad. But I mean, that's what Europe's been dealing with all these years. I mean, they've been thinking that forever, like these silly Americans. All they care about is themselves. They can't see any further than the tip of their nose. And I mean, at some point, all that was going to was going to come to come to a head. And it seemingly it has. They're right. They are right. They're right it's about still, us. Still entertaining. Man, when, we when just we... don't give a fuck about people. Like, yeah, <laughs> when did, oh, when did we, we become such an? When did America become such an inflexible thinking society? Like, how come everything has to be so definitive? You know what I mean? How because, in... because because we want to be treated as equals. <laughs> Since they, were, they were more than willing to be flexible when you know we knew our place, but now that we're now that we're fighting for our space at the table, they're very inflexible. They they really mm. need for the the patriarchy and the and the the uh, white power to continue. When but was it, it not, Grant? When was it, it not? Well, that's I, well. I guess that's maybe that's a better question. Maybe that's a better question. Has yeah. has thinking in America always been so inflexible? Like there cannot be an opposing point of view. No, it yeah. definitely it definitely wasn't like that because we grew up in an era of talk shows where they had like you know I. Remember watching Phil Donahue? People don't remember Phil Donahue. Yeah, but he used to get up. Oh, yeah, I used to enjoy have, the racist Phil. Yeah, he but he would actually used to have <laughs> he would have people with a pointing posing point of views on the same stage, and then right. he would get in the middle and say, "Okay, let's yeah. like you know like referee them," and yeah, they would work it out and they would talk about it. And well, even Downey like Junior, yeah, and even like at well, that was like that. that Geraldo, those guys were the ones that took it down. You know, but in, right. the, in the in the beginning, it yeah. was just really Phil Donahue, and then Tom Oprah Snyder. came along. 
Tom Schneider, a couple of other guys, and then they just like it just blew up and it just went crazy. And then they realized, hey, we can formulate people's opinions by having these shows and having these guests come on these shows and we sponsor them and we like their messages and and that's where it just all went downhill. People used to vote Democrats and Republicans, they used to vote, you know, for each other's bills. You had to actually go through each person that was running to see what they had actually voted for. And then people actually stopped caring about that. Not like they ever really did, but like, you know, this is how it used to work. And now it's like, they've all been purchased by big corporations and people listen to whatever sound bites happen. And they don't wear a mask. They don't like wear condoms. They don't like care. What? They don't wear condoms. So, don't. <laughs> God so, damn. Uh, let me let me ask this question. So is is are people's opinions really their opinions or are they just parroting something that they've heard? Most people are parroting someone else. I believe that most people are parroting something that they heard from someone else because it's That's easy that leading. way. It's easy that way. If your friend if your friend says, like, you know, I agree with this and she was always a little bit smarter than me, then okay, then I go ahead and I agree with it too. And I don't have to think about it any longer. You know, people get really aggressed, they get really upset and heightened when you question what they're saying. You ask them to go into depth and into detail because most of the times they haven't looked into depth and into detail. It's not so much that they don't that it's necessarily not their opinion or they're afraid of defending their opinion. It's just that they don't even know what their opinion consists of. They haven't even put the put the time right. in. About so, to so it's somebody else's opinion. It's somebody yeah. else's opinion. And you're I'm just about basically to put you this. We're about to butcher this, but this is this reminds me. I don't know who the fuck said it, but praise them. Uh, uh, when they talk about a person who's dug in on some type of philosophical or belief or whatever ideology, uh, when presented with facts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, have more of a tendency to dig in even more. Right. You know, yeah. right. I've heard that unreason, you know, and this, that, and everything else. Uh, and so, and, you know, and, and, and through my own journey, and y'all might be able to relate to this, there's one key ingredient, man, to change. And that's fucking courage. And courage is simply a decision. But most people lack courage. You know what I'm saying? It's, most, it's simply a decision. Most and people, you, you jump. Most people lack courage. One of the biggest lessons that I've tried to teach my kids is just like simply just like saying like, yo, my bad, I did it wrong. You know, and I say all the time, my bad. If I fuck it up, I say my bad. And I just like, and I go about correcting it because it just makes life easier. You know, they don't realize like once you admit like, hey, I made a mistake and you can go about correcting that mistake. Life becomes easier. It really does. Your thought processes free up. Everything is just like, doesn't change anything. If you have a job, they don't fucking fire you because you fucking changed your mind. You came to your senses and like the weather couldn't get any fucking worse. So what do you think? Like lightning bolts are going to come down and strike you because you changed your mind or because you admitted that you made a mistake or you were wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times. And once I admit that I'm wrong, then I'm on the path to being right. I mean, heck, he gave up on the, right. he gave up on this episode fifteen minutes ago. So, <laughs> yeah, you were wrong. I don't think I was wrong about that. <laughs> no, we'll hey, see. listen, listen. We Perfect segue. See. Can we, we squeeze see. in some uh, uh, Judas see. and the Black Messiah talk? Oh, uh, bro, we'll oh, no, no, because I have not seen it yet. No, shame on you, shit. Yo, it's everything, right? Yeah, man. Everything. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, another everything. It's, it's a heavy hitter, bro. It's a All heavy right, hitter. listen, man, if you want to do a special show on Jesus and the Black Messiah, half Judas. an hour on like half an hour on like Sunday or Saturday or something, or we can do that, and I will watch the film. You know, it's just like I just haven't watched it because I just don't want to get in that right now because it always yeah, makes me make mad. Well, you won't. Yeah. You already know the story, but you know I do uh, know the story, but it's the when, performances. When it, you know, and, something about the visual just you know the distinction. Okay, yes. I'll make one distinguish yes. distinction. That it's like you watching the spook know. who sat by the back door. But go yeah, ahead. I'm gonna make a distinct a distinction that you already know is when uh, <laughs> the dude had uh, the snitch convinced that 
not convinced, but his case was that the Black Panther Party was equivalent in every way to the KKK. And so uh, because of that, I, I, I thought of the question so quick that I always think of the question that we refuse to answer, you know, or like questions is, if that's the case, why haven't they eradicated the KKK? And then let that just take a person's mind to another step, to another step, to another step. But I, I thought I'm just so glad that it said that it had that message, in my opinion, in a, a powerful way. Uh, maybe people will propose, propose that question and more just so that they can go down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Well, they won't eradicate the KKK because if they do, then Darwin's work may take longer, take a longer time to finish. Won't have any small town policemen left. It'll be yeah, exactly. Right. It'll be see? harder to ferret them out. At least yeah. now, at least now we know where the fuck bro. they are. Oh yeah, we know yeah. where the fuck they are. City. They know where we are, and they know yeah. where we coming through. But we know who you they, are too. They soldiers. You I know, mean, they so. the soldiers in the armies. And I mean, it's man, look, man, shit. First of all, the parents haven't stopped teaching that shit. They're everywhere. I mean, you see, I'm gonna tell you the biggest example of they're everywhere still. How many people voted for Trump? <laughs> right. Yeah. 75 right. million. I don't I don't worry about it so much. Everywhere, man. I don't worry about it and, so much because it's like to what end? Like, you know, yeah, it's half of them, but like I don't see them as being the most talented half. You know, I think that there's more creativity, there's more ability to create money, there's more uh, the the very thing that they even want, finance. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, go ahead, go out there and like, you know, show sure, like, you know, you can go out and you can chop down a tree and you can you know, kill a deer with a fuck with its own antler. You know, a lot of good that'll yeah, fucking. But, but here's the problem, though: white people generally, they they their courage comes from that mob mentality. So if you got seventy five million motherfuckers, even if they're not the talented tenth, you know what I mean? Of of white people, they're not the talented tenth. Let's say they the, they the least talented tenth, but it's that many of them. That's still a lot of yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, but their quality, right. their quality of life, like without without minorities, without black people, with all the people that they hate, their quality of life goes into the shitter. Like very quickly. Their quality but, of life is already uh, hypotheticals have no value. Their quality I mean, of life you know, is already shit. Well, hypothetically talking about like what's gonna happen has no value. No, I'm talking about what what their what quality of life would look like without us is a hypothetical. Yeah. Well, we already you know, know. Their, quality you know of, their quality of life don't look like shit. You know what I mean? I, I mean, as it stands, it don't. Most of them, it don't look like shit. They, I mean, the country is what the country is. You got one percent that control most of the wealth in the country. Right. You got eighty percent of the people that's poor, working class, poor, whatever. And then you got another like fifteen percent of the people that are, you know, quote unquote rich. You know what I mean? So, but eighty—if 80% of the people are living bad, and I don't know what the numbers are, but whatever the numbers are, the breakdown in that 75 million... Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. And these motherfuckers that voted for Trump is just, is, uh, is going to follow those lines. Whatever the yeah. breakdown is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not going to help it. But what I'm saying is, though, if you, no matter what, you, ha- you have a war, right? Say, like, you have this hypothetical race war, Okay. You win, you t- suffer some casualties, What? whatever side wins. They both lose. Both nah, sides they, lose. Yeah, because there ain't no win. There ain't no real winning. Nobody wins no a war. Like There's that. no yeah. winning. There's I don't no want to see that war. shit, to tell you the And, truth. like, everything <laughs> that you were trying to preserve is gone. Yeah. You know, everything is gone. It's just like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, no, that's you just know. A, that's why I'm saying we're so, so, so we're, we're That's so why I root for capable. COVID. Of the different thing types is, of fighting, not physical. We're still behind enemy lines, dude. Regardless, yeah. no doubt. As yeah. long as, long we as can't we outgun nobody, we're still nobody. behind enemy lines. <laughs> yeah, no, that goes without saying. I definitely so, agree with that. But this, so no- if if there was a if they started a riot 
and they cut off so no more supplies to the grocery stores. How, I mean, how how long could we sustain it? You know what I mean? Ain't nobody growing food, bro. Shit comes from China you know anyway, bro. Right. But shit I mean, comes I'm from saying, China. It's, it gets in, it'll get imported from some still, other place. They cut it off, though. I, 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 I hear it. gets imported from question. some other yeah. place. If no, you were to, if you were to split up, Brad saying if they cut them, if they cut off the supply lines, right, you know, we're done. Nothing, it's if, there's no, there's nothing internal to help them. But there's no, know. there's no, there's no one, the there's no one concentration of black people in the United States of America. So, like you know, yes, hypothetically, sir. in order for us to, in order for them to cut off a hypothetical supply line, we've got to all be not scattered as much. We've got to be rammed no, up. He was I'm saying, not saying, to, the, I'm not saying to the whole population. I'm okay. not saying to the whole ADOS population. I'm yeah. saying if something was to jump off here, okay, or if something was to jump off in Chicago or LA or or Philly, you know what I mean, or wherever something. Yeah, was they to could jump abandon off. the city and just wall right. it off. But I'm gonna tell you something. Detroit would survive. They conditioned for that shit. The way GM did that shit and everything, <laughs> and then yo, and then the dirty <laughs> bastards brought them casinos in. I'm talking about, man, it's like, yo, if ever you go to a, a, a casino in Detroit, you literally see people who look like they just got off work and got paid on their Friday. And they did. Right. Carrying their, I'm talking about with a zombie look on their face, walking in that motherfucking place like they're going to get a fix. It's better than double that smack you, you can If you imagine. go to the Sugar House in, in Philadelphia, just outside of downtown Philadelphia, um, it's a slightly different looking crowd because it's a little bit older. You know, they got their walker, you know, maybe their oxygen tank, and it looks like they, they blow in they, they social security money all day, every day. Yeah. But, Atlantic City. Yeah. Oh, look at Atlantic, look at Atlantic City, yeah. City nowadays. Yeah. Atlantic oh, City yeah, is, the old is, Asian ladies on the buses and then Puerto Ricans on the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, did, they, they did a number on Detroit, but I'm talking about they resilient. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about well, y'all got, you got You also got Canada right there. You can just, like, you know, sneak over the border. Yeah, you know, people well, do that. You help. can't now. You can't now. Why not? But, but but black Americans do that on the regular. Go go to Canada. No, it's like to 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 bounce. I mean to defend. Nah, I don't. I don't oh. think we. I don't think we do it a lot. Not anymore. Oh, okay. And now you can't even get over there now. Oh yeah, that's right because of uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. They not. They not fucking with us now. COVID cutting people off. See, I'm too rooted yeah. now. I got to take a whole lot of people if I go. Well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, if I, but but I used to love the idea of Exodus. Well, COVID yeah. is COVID is changing a lot of things. Go to South though. America. COVID is changing a lot of things. The whole family so would have to go. You go to South America, you can get like some of um, Bill Gates, like you know, experimental vaccine that he's using down there in Brazil and South Africa. Too, man, get to get rid of some of these lines in my face. Mm, yeah, sounds good. So. Yo, I, I heard a dude make a. I heard a dude that made made a uh, a reasonable case for why how Bill Gates actually wants to save lives and not take lives. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, I thought I thought his reason was sound. He said, "Look," he said, "it don't even make sense. Uh, population decrease and everything else. When you're from a billionaire's perspective, you need all the little roaches you can get to get uh, you know to to maintain that power and status and everything else." It doesn't make sense, you know, to to want to decrease and everything else from a billionaire's perspective. Well, and he made a, he pointed out some things, and I thought it was a pretty good like, uh, perspective. I don't think he's I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's just looking at the problem from the point of view of a billionaire with a very American perspective on things. Like whose father know. happened to also be a eugenicist? You know, you know so that's what he grew up around. He grew up up around. Charts and graphs about how people are going to overpopulate the planet and eventually cause its demise or cause their own demise because of overpopulation. Wrong. Oh, no. He, he, when you're I, not wrong. When I, when I see 70 year old white men, I just tend to think that they're bad guys. Oh, yeah. You're not that's, wrong. That's you're not just, wrong. You're not wrong. And I, and I, I mean, that's a, that's a huge generalization. Yeah. But. Yeah. But that's your experience. I, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just easier for the sake of moving through your day like, you're not going to get surprised right, that way. Right. Exactly. I'll take a happy surprise the other way. Exactly. Any, any, exactly. Con- any conversation. But here's the thing. At one time, I did. At one time, you know, I believed in the greater good. 
And that shit just beat it out of me. This whole motherfucking human experience just well, see, beat I, that I, shit you know out of me. What's crazy? I still believe in the greater good, dog. I still uh-huh. believe in the greater good. And everybody, I just don't believe. I I just don't believe that it. I don't think that good can ever truly beat evil because good won't do everything that it has to do in order to defeat evil. Yeah. So evil is always going to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, like Batman, like yeah, Batman yeah, not this, killing criminals. Yeah, Batman, Batman ain't, or well, Batman will kill you, but Superman ain't never gonna kill the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just gonna put him in jail, and then when the bad guy breaks out, he gonna fight him, him and put jail, him in jail yeah. again. Yeah. Yo, you know but I mean? that new one on Prime where the Superman is bad was was <laughs> the boys. Yo, yeah. y'all gotta check that yeah. shit out. But, go but that's not really a Superman though. That's like some but other yeah. guy. But, but he uh, is really bad. I, like, Lex, I love Lex that Luthor, show. That is a good show. Lex Luthor is always trying to kill Superman. He ain't never trying to just put Superman in jail or hold him hostage. He's trying to kill that motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Superman is always just trying to put Lex Luthor in jail. I'd have flown Lex Luthor into outer space and just left him there. <laughs> right. They would have had to like they they would have had to like retrieve his body from like the rings of Saturn. I've always to, like, rooted for me. Lex Luthor, but you know that's just me. But listen, Superman. but listen, if Superman, Superman was just another another white dude hero. But if but if, but if Superman <laughs> flew Lex Luthor to the rings of Saturn and left his body there, you might start rooting for him. Who? Because that's I, always, I find myself rooting for bad guys and all them goddamn. See, movies. but he would be kind of bad then. He'd be kind of bad then because he just Thanos, killed the dude. Thanos was my dude. Yeah, Thanos was okay. The shit. Thanos, Thanos was, was my dude. Thanos is gangster though. Yeah, exactly. I wanted him to win. Shit. It wasn't a bad plan. I I wish I had a Thanos snap, bro. It wasn't a bad plan. I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah, man. So listen, man, I I lost control of this of this like very quickly. And we're over we're we're we got we got a good conversation in any way and everything. So I I had a question though. I had a question that I that I wanted to to pose to y'all brothers. I had this conversation at work totally unrelated to what we've been talking about. Sure. But let's say, let's say you got a son that's a top recruit in football about to go to college. Mm-hmm. Jackson state with Dion or Alabama with Nick Satan. I mean, Nick Saban. Satan. <laughs> Depends on his goals. Was that subliminal? <laughs> I mean, really, just—it really does just depend on what his Nick goals Saban. are. It depends oh. on what his goals are. I mean, he's trying to get to the league as a quarterback. I'm sending as, him to as whatever. I'm sending nah, him. Whatever uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That 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 would make a difference with me. If whatever you want to get to, be. I'm sending like him. You want to try to get to the league as a receiver? Your ass needs to go to Alabama. Nah, Alabama. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sending him to Jackson State, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna so, send him to Jackson State. Because wow, I okay. saw that I saw that staff of pros that he has coaching them. Mm-hmm. When he goes down to Jackson State, all he's going to do for, for not even four years, probably just two years, is study the pro game. And when he plays football game, he's going to be playing against guys that really aren't up to his level and can't possibly hurt him. So it's like it's almost like stamping his ticket to the pros. Because of I like you know, know about that. the most competition that he's going to get, nah, the most competition you, you got to have get. that film for pros. And if you go to a, and if you go to a, a school that, that ain't playing the best that college has to offer, you better be off the fucking charts. With I mean, they'll, know, find, they'll find you wherever that. you are. But the thing right. is, you're you're talking to 17 year old kids. I mean, Dion selling, you know, celebrity, professional coaches. Jesus. But what he's not selling is. Hey, you come to Alabama, you know, the locker room, the study room, the weight room, the film room, the snack room, the massage right. room. That's all right here in this one building. You don't got to go anywhere. You want to shoot pool? You can go over there. Guess what? You know, we know you guys are we know you guys are out, out and about on the weekend. So we're going to slide some money on you on your food cards for, on the weekends. You know, that's the shit that it's not going to be able to now coeds grant. If yep. I knew Jackson State's curricula and I thought that, you know, that that was more, you know, as much of a difference as it it may be, if I knew all that, I might, you know, change up. On the surface, I'm gonna say Alabama. Uh, but okay. man, I don't know about Dion. I'm so not I'm not one to trust Dion. 
I'm not a, I gotta tr- a Deion Trust. Okay, I got a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Is Nick Saban a good coach? He got his job done. He does what they pay him to do. I could give him Absolutely. that, but Absolutely. you know, but but I don't. I I can't answer what his coaching ability, other than that motherfucker has a resume that says he's a bad motherfucker. I would say he's a. I would say he's probably not as good as Dabo Sweeney. What the guy from Clemson who beat him twice? Oh, I know. Because like, I, if I, you give like, like honestly, like, and I'm bad. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, yeah. But he is a racist motherfucker. But we talk about his ability to coach. Yeah. So it's like, um, you you give them you give them pretty much equal talent in head to head games, and Clemson comes out on top. You know, and they had Tua. You know. Arguably the best quarterback in the in college football, and they lose. So i I would have to say that his the talent, Nick Saban's ability to recruit players, probably makes him the best coach in the history of college football. Guess what? It's not about X's and O's. It's about yeah. Joe's. So being being a great recruit makes you a great co- make big right. makes you a great coach. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Nick Saban is the better horse trainer. Okay. <laughs> that motherfucker, well, you know what? that motherfucker gives him thoroughbreds to work. He gets he's, right he's ready Alabama, like the, he got, you know, <laughs> he's got great natural resources to sell. Like Clemson, you know, Clemson's. I think there's like sixteen thousand people in the town of Clemson, Carol, South Carolina, on like a it's Wednesday. Beautiful though, it and is then beautiful. on game day, there's sixty-eight thousand people, or eighty-five thousand. Yep. They expanded the stadium, so I think it's eighty-something now. But Alabama with four-wheel four drive, thirty-something, thirty-something thousand undergrads, man. Yeah, right. Hey, look, I don't know, man. The mathematical on the possibilities. Goals, man. What do you think? What do you think? What, what was your? I, I'm sure you were on the Jackson State side. I, so I was on the Jackson State side, mm-hmm. and I'm on the Jackson State side because I don't believe that Nick Saban is as good a coach as everybody believes that he is. And I think college football is like Pop Warner. If you got the best guys you probably going to win. So t- to Rob's point, as a recruiter, and at X's point, as a recruiter, he the man. All right? But it's but the re- the reason we we were having this conversation at work is because I said Nick Saban is only Nick Saban because of the players. Right? If everybody black all black athletes just said, "Okay, we ain't going to Alabama for 4 years." Nobody but they're not going to do that with Nick Saban. Right. Nick but Saban I'm is saying, the guy that gets that out there in videos just, and dabs. This, this is completely hypothetical. If every black player in the nation said, we're not going to Alabama for four years or Clemson or whatever, would just doo-doo. pick a school. They would be just boo-boo. pick a school. Just pick a school. Whatever they might school have an all-star white, white lineup. That's what they would have. <laughs> they, would, <laughs> they, would have a, they would have an all-Caucasian lineup, and right. they would be – Oh, and whatever in the SEC. Well, here's, if there here's, was a black school. here's two yeah, things. Right. Here's two things about that. You've got some black players that would never, ever consider going to all black schools. They're, the idea is to go to Georgia or to go to Alabama or to go to Clemson. So it's Herschel like Walker. there would be there would well, I mean, be like that's been no, the dream forever. So I mean, been, it's not like Dion Walker in this thing. Like Dion's the first person who they're making a splash in that pool. Like before. Right. If you want to go to the pros, you go to one of these programs, you know. Right. And the second thing is like in thinking in terms of like insurrectionist, they all come from Saturday Saturday football in like in the down in the south. That's their like domain. So mm-hmm. if you were to take black players and they were to all start going to these like black institutions that dot the south, you might have problems before and after the games with Local officials with police with nah. all different types. Nah. We're with talking about machine. Listen, they all, they all live. They all they're live taking. Good off that money listen, nobody, they're taking. You know, you're taking the money. You're taking the money away from the white guy's hands, and huh. you're putting it into nah. it's the black going, guy's it's hands. It's always gonna flow up to a white guy. Listen, they don't even want you. They don't even want those guys at Jackson State to touch any of that middle money. That's what the shit's all about. I agree with that. So it's like they're never, you're never going to, they're never, you would have the type, you would have unprecedented problems 
You, they already started with Jackson State before he even started. They put that pro, they put the program on probation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, Dion got for, robbed the other day for the pre for the previous coach. You know, for something, and it was like such a small infraction, and they like barred them from they barred them from games. You got motherfuckers getting caught like taking payments, and they're and they're playing in and their schools are playing in bowl games. And they're getting like one and two game suspensions now because they know that that player is only really, if you suspend them, well, all he's going to do is like um, sign up for the draft at the end of the season anyway. And now we're not going to even get the chance to even see him or get the value of our scholarship that we gave him. So instead, now the NCAA gives them two or three game suspensions. They let them play in the big games. Make sure you don't miss the, the big bowl that you have, the Auburn, Alabama game. Or um, in some places, if you're what is Tennessee's big big rival, you know um, whatever the big rivalries are, Mississippi, yeah. Ole, Ole Miss, you know you're not they're not going to miss those games. So you you would have different problems. It would be a different thing. I don't think that I don't think that it's I I love what he's doing and everything, but I think that the I think that people don't understand what type of blowback can actually this can actually start. If Y'all black know football kids start dying, to go, though, right? yeah, it's dying because it's like it because be. because they look at it and they see who's like they don't like seeing these guys making this money, and like you know with all this and football is football is like all sports are like really under they're all under siege at this less point. less people are playing it from 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 the pee wee right. on up and, then, uh, and that's how that's how it's gonna get strangled off. From I'm the talking about up. it is dying. Yeah. yeah. There's no once once parents, the COVID lawsuits start, it's a wrap because high schools aren't going to want to get yeah. insured for somebody coming back and suing them ten years later because the kid got a concussion playing high school football. Yeah. Like and generationally, that's how it's, it's leaving. I mean, it's it's dying, right. and I think yeah. they I mean, know it. I'm it's very still, fortunate. Yeah. I feel to have gotten away with you know as little Dane Bramage as I have. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <for sure. laughs> like that's that sport is i wouldn't if i had a son i wouldn't let my son play right yeah i'm, yeah, I'm, I know, I'm the same way i have a son and he you know I, I was at the football field with his brother all night man this and that and everything else you know i was the biggest one cheering with some of you know give it all this that and everything else man was stupid but you look stupid. So, I think I think it's like anything else, man. Like the the safer you try to make it, the more people are gonna get injured. You know what I mean? And and true. I'm saying that because it's like when when we were playing, we were playing football just in the park. You know what I mean? I remember I, that I, game. That shit was epic. But go yeah, ahead. Used to get my bell rung all the time, bruh. All the yeah. time. And I'm all right. You know what I mean? But I knew it was coming. I, I saw knew it was going to come at some point. Man. I still have nightmares for you about that, man. <laughs> I forget that white boy name, but, man. Yeah. I thought yeah, he put he, the top of his head in your up. face when he, he hit you. And I was up, like, bro. oh, was that bird shit. He's trying yeah. to kill us out yeah. there. Yo, he, John, were you part of the black and white game, man, our senior year in uh, Timberland, man? Ass. He told my ass. white people. I mean, it was all set up and rumored. It was Gino. Uh, his Gino, name was Gino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he told my ass Gino. up, but oh. I got up, yeah. played the oh, next yeah. play. It didn't make no difference. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just yeah. think you know, as you as you uh, start to make people believe that injuries are gonna happen, like more often, I think it, it I think it does. One, uh, the, no. the bodies are too tight now because they work yeah. out too much, and two. The pads are so good that they use their bodies like missiles, like projectiles. Right. Yeah, it's facts, Grant. Yeah. I tell my, it has never been safe, ever. Yeah, absolutely, it's never been safe. I, know, I, I, we, I but that. we know that now, you know. So now it's like, you know, it's so many things, man. You know, that was black people's avenue in their dreams. Right. And you be- know, before, it, it before was, we, it, and it's still and going. It goes still- to a tangent. The reason I asked those two questions originally. Yeah is because my my thing is that black people don't understand the power that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's why I bring up the not going to whatever school. You know what I mean? You could sink any program mm-hmm. as black people if you just don't go to that school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They would they would they would 
just immediately sink to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But we don't even we don't even have enough. Uh, we don't have enough sense to to recognize our power in that. Like it ain't it ain't Nick Saban and it ain't Alabama. It's, it's your the mama. kids that go to the school. It's really your mama because your mama right. is the one that makes up the decision half the time to where you go. It's, it's you the know? kids that go to the school. So if all the so wherever the kids go, they're going to play and they're going to do what they do. You well, know what I mean? Coaching at some point makes a difference. Generally, to me, it's in the pros. I don't think it really makes that big a difference in college. I think some players are coached better in college. But coaching in college is pretty much, I mean, you got 100 motherfuckers on the team. You ain't really a coach, bro, with a hundred motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, you know what though? There's there's enough coaches, and it's broken up enough that those guys still get. You know, you get the work yeah. that you need. Like I, of, I saw a bunch of dudes bounce of pro do. at a temple, and they all got better at temple. Like they all, yeah. some you know, of them there's do. a lot of tightening up and shit to do. Some of them do, and temple's not, but temple's not at Alabama. Where no, no, if no, you no, don't no. perform at Alabama, I don't know, I don't know how it works. But my impression of Alabama is, if you're supposed to perform at Alabama and you don't. You gone. <laughs> Kick rocks, motherfucker. You we bringing there. in the next recruit next year. Yeah, you're you're consistently going against the best at your position in the country right. every year coming out of high school. So yes, you have every to progress day. every day. You've got to progress every day in practice, man. You've got guys in the pros that never that barely saw the field in Alabama that are actually right. productive pros. Yeah, you know. So, but I would definitely let my son make that decision. But they were the they were the best recruits though. That's what I'm saying. They were they were by and large the best recruits coming out of high school. Yeah, well, but you the know, HBCU, HBCUs don't have nothing, don't have anything to sell them. Like they don't have any of the bells and whistles that you need to sell a 17 year old. Like you right. got you need you need an older you need an older relative to to do the HBCU sell. So so in so in year one of the 400 year plan. Like how do you how do you even get to year five of the four hundred year plan? And I'm gonna call it the four hundred year plan because that's what white white people have had four hundred years to get Alabama to be Alabama, uh, Michigan to be you Michigan. Need, you need some martyrs. Yeah, you need a group. You need a group who sees who can see. You know, they may not see all the stairs, but they at least see the the doorway opening up. And you need martyrs because those people are just biting a bullet. I mean, you know, the first we're... wave. Yeah. Bite the bullet. You if, don't have the, you know, the schools don't have the resources. If we're going to be honest, if we were, if we were to say, if there were a possibility for us to quote unquote, mine the talent, the athletic talent that's in like the black community, I feel like it would probably take about 15, 20 years in order for you to make any type of a significant change, because you're always going to, you're still going to for the first like five to Five to seven years, you're still going to be fighting in parents that say, well, look, you know, this kid is supposed to get us out of here and you want us to right. take a chance on them get, on him getting us out of here by going with you. So you've got to convince those people. And like Rob was just saying to the point Rob was saying about martyrs, the, that's the form of martyrdom. You know, you're giving up your opportunity hypothetically to follow the sure thing or the and sure also path. the sales pitch then becomes, you know. Like, yo, you're going to go one of the, you know, there's only a small pool of HBCUs. So you're going to go to one of those and compete with the five best wide receivers in the country. Come here and start tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, I would ever be surprised if 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 50 percent participation was ever achievable. I, 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 you I know, I would love to see more. Huh? I don't think you even need 50 percent, though. I don't it's, think it's, it's achievable. It's what do you think you need? What do you think? 25%? You make them competitive? You make them competitive? If you got 15% right. of the top 100 recruits to go to HBCUs, because there's only a handful of them that are competing at that level anyway, but you get you know, 15% of them to go to HBCUs and you know, 15% of the next 100, like you turn those programs around in a heartbeat, especially yeah. like basketball, because it only takes one or two guys to turn around a basketball well, team. Well, basketball, you could turn it. Basketball, like football, I say five to seven years. Basketball yeah. would probably be closer to um, everybody would have to, to five. be in on it. It would have to. Be they would to have five. to pony up the money to go get a real coach too. Otherwise, they they still wouldn't compete. You and know, they don't, pay, they don't pay their coaches nothing in the MEAC. Right. Exactly. They would. Yeah. They would right. have to. They would have to. Everybody would have to be in on the on but, the you but, know you know. But effort. once again, like you know, a lot of the schools in the MEAC, those are high school gyms they're playing in. 
Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't have practice facilities. They don't have like even a, you know, even at like a lower level division, one, mid-level division one programs like Towson in Baltimore. Towson's right. got a practice gym for the men and for the women. Right. So if you're if you're if you're an 18 year old kid, and you think you're going to the NBA, you can go and shoot at three o'clock in the morning if you want to. There's never a rec league in there. There's never some other class going on in there. It's just for you and your teammates to use. There's a weight room that's for you and your teammates to use. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and then there's an arena over there for you to play your and games I, in. And I get that. So how so how do you how do you get to that point? You know what I mean? Like as as a and I'm gonna just say Jackson State because Prime is now there. Mm-hmm. How do you get Jackson State? Like how long does it take for Jackson State to get to that point? Depends on how it depends how on they what want percentage it. of the people are in on it. If it's a hundred percent participation towards that goal, it wouldn't take long at all. How committed the question to me all. comes down to is how committed is Deion Sanders really? Is he going to stay there for? And how committed is the board? Yeah, is he going to stay? Yeah, that's another thing because it. And we we've, we've seen that we have an experience with the uh, Howard's board back in the day. They're not right. always the progressive liberals that you think that they are. You know, that's I, where I, I'll tell you how it could get done fast if some prominent NFL players or retired or current got behind the effort and put their money behind the effort too. I, well, it football, can get going really, really fast. You see, but that's another because they can help with recruiting and everything. I mean, you know, but like LJ said it best, man. I mean, that's what uh, Larry Johnson, Grandma already said it years ago. You know, the black people should start their own league. And like mm-hmm. Rob said, though, there's nobody willing to be to to to, to, to be that front line that's gonna get mowed right. down. Yeah, well, so the, you know what I'm saying. Well, the thing you is, know, with- no infantry. Yeah, the thing is right, with football, right, though, you're not right. talking about guys that the average football player, their career is like, what, three years? And yeah. the NFL, three and a half to four years. Three yeah. and a half yeah. to four years, okay? So even the ones that make it, they don't necessarily make millions and millions of dollars. If you really break it down, you know, for the course of like those three, and those three or four years, they're they're tiered. They're living. They're working in tiers. If they get drafted, they get X amount of dollars. If they don't get drafted, they can negotiate and get X amount of dollars. And if you go to one or two teams and everything, you're not making you're not making great sums I'm of t- money. That's that you I can, said prominent ones. No, but but even players. but even I'm talking about players that's, that's but, uh, made but, it. But, but uh, that's you know, to Ray Lewis. Yes, but that's to, but Gene. You know, but that's uh, or people you know like that but, get behind the effort. No, but that's to it, my but that's off. to my point. There were there aren't yeah. that many of them in the NFL. They really sure the, there are. No, nah, the NFL difference. The the NFL doesn't okay. produce them like Michael that. Strahan. I mean, I could there's I can list so many that Michael Strahan. I, I, Michael Strahan has made has made the majority of his money in broadcasting. It doesn't matter. I'm just talking about if he got behind the effort, he's powerful enough to make it go. If people at some point, you know, uh, the it's effort is require, still the effort is yeah. still the same. It's you. It's it's these people, Mike, the Michael Strahan's and the Michael Irvin. Say, for example, I'll give you Michael Irvin. I'll throw you one. You know, mm-hmm. it's still you're still soliciting corporations for donations to these black schools because that's where the money is. Those are the people that have the right. money to buy and build these facilities. Michael Strahan can't build can't build like, you know, a gymnasium for Jackson State for their players to go and shoot like Rob described and then go down and then go to no, no. That. And then go to Alcorn and do the same thing. He can raise and then go money to this, and get it done. Yeah, well, that's just what by, I was saying. Dancing, but that's why I'm saying, you know, though, whatever. But that's shit, but know, that's what I'm saying. Get though. The money. You raise the money. You raise the money from the corporations, but the corporations are run by the white guys that are already that are already in bed with these guys. So it's like any way you face it, it's an uphill Fuck battle. It, it's hopeless, John. I'm not saying it's hopeless. It's not a matter of being. It's not a matter. But I'm. See, listen. This is the problem. When you hear, when you hear the problem, when you hear that the problem is so like, when you hear that the problem is so immense, it doesn't mean that you give up on finding a solution. But if you don't properly identify what the problem is, you will never fucking find the solution. So I'm just laying it out. Earlier? Huh? Is that why you gave up on the podcast earlier? See, this motherfucker. See this guy. <laughs> oh, what happened, man? Shit. I've moved on in my mind, man. But you, you know what, though, bro? ADD, bro? You know what, though? I am giving up. I am giving up on the podcast right now because we're going. We're, we're about at a, we're at a very long time. And I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, once again. Rob Brooks. Hey. 
Gene Hopkins and Grant Lancaster. Give yourselves a round of applause. Oh, oh, yes, and and myself, yes. And yourself. And And Santa Claus. And Santa Claus. So, you know, it's been a lively conversation, that last part about the sports. Maybe we should throw some sports in there sometime, I guess. Maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. We all grew up, like, loving sports. Right, playing, huh? following this and that, or some—I mean, we're part of that culture. That's yeah, I just true. don't want to have to talk about the NBA. You don't want to talk about the NBA, no, bro. Yo, I t- haven't watched—I haven't watched the NBA since they were on strike. Really? When did they go on just strike? tell yourself that LeBron James is in LA, yeah. and I'm watching all that shit. The game is different. The game sucks. Well, if I talk about <laughs> yeah. the NBA, I'm just gonna say, Chuck and Duck. all the players look like they stink. Yeah, they they just play Chuck and Duck. Man, you get old as hell, man. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Them motherfucking players right now is goddamn Superman compared to players of yesteryear, okay? Them motherfuckers are are the finest tune you could ever imagine. Of course they are. Agility, shooting, and everything else. Man, this is we watching some shit. They probably don't don't even have to send out dick game. They probably don't even have to send out dick pics. You know, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know Tiny Archibald had a job in the offseason? Really? Yeah. Because they, they didn't get paid that they much. Didn't pay them a, they didn't pay them. It was you know like mean? They, 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 had, they had like other careers. Yeah. Completely Who different Tiny leagues. Archibald? So, oh, you're talking about back when he played. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so, of course, these dudes, these dudes are a meal ticket to somebody. Yeah. So they try. So they concentrate everything. So like, yeah, they're the, they're the most finely tuned athletes that we've ever seen. Yeah. And you know what? In twenty years, uh-huh. in twenty years, those guys are gonna be the most finely tuned athletes you ever seen. Cool, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm paying for, pay pay for a product. That that's the product today. I want. <laughs> Born <laughs> in trouble. We'll see y'all next week or in a couple of days. Actually, peace. <laughs>